What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It is a pleasure to have you with us for this lunch break. Yeah, we're supposed to be at 11 a.m., but I, I was getting texts. People were telling me that uh, they particularly like being able to listen to this program while they're having their lunch. So I hope you're out there right now. You stopped off at a deli or opened up a delicious meatball sub or maybe something your wife made for you if you have a wife. That's pretty. That's some wholesome shit right there. If you actually have a wife and the wife packed you lunch and it doesn't suck, you're winning last night. Because we've all been there with the shitty Tupperware of last night's noodles and no one wants that. That's not good. But if you've got a wife actually putting together some good fucking hoagies for you, send me a picture, robsnewsroom at gmail.com, because I salute you and your lifestyle. All right, before we get into it, we don't have a lot of announcements. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go live during your lunch break and just bore the shit out of you with a whole bunch of fucking announcements. How lame would that be? That's not what we do over here. But, uh, you know, help, help your pal grow the show. Rate, review, subscribe, email it to your friends. Go on to that iTunes thing, give it five stars so that we can uh, still roll back the couple of negative reviews that we got four years ago when a similar program, well, a very different program with a somewhat similar name, decided to defame us, and we are actually the Anti-Defamation Podcast. Uh, so, you know, rate, review, subscribe, put up clips, I don't know, do do whatever the fuck you guys want to do, and uh, that's all right, that's it for the announcements. Oh, wait, one other announcement. Uh, due to my lack of formal education, I am going to play some uh, some random videos because uh, sometimes I see things and I can relate to things I've seen in movies because that's really oh, the only education that I have is spending way too much time in my own house watching television and movies. And then sometimes I see something, I got the perfect clip. Would I rather have a historical quote or a piece of poetry? Of course, but I'm not that educated. And then uh, we've got some themes of injustice that we will be exploring later in the episode. And, you know, forgive me if they're not fully articulated because I'm thinking out loud. But uh, I think I'm onto something. And then, you know, maybe you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Summer porch store date's coming soon. Haven't had a good chance to, you know, snort some Adderall and actually get that work done. Not that you should do that. And I wouldn't really do that. I would just take that. I was trying to sound cooler than I am. I'm not going to do that. You know, it just you, you take it normally. There's no reason to snort it. That, that, then you would do other things. If it's Adderall, you just take it. And that's the whole point, is that it's a more even burn. All right, here we go. Let's start off with, I don't know if you and guys took King time Charles out of your day uh, to watch the uh, coronation. I believe that's what, uh, what they called it. Um, all looked oddly sexual. I don't know how much you watch this, but every time someone kneeled, I'm like, are they about to suck that guy's dick on live TV? I mean, that's why they looked oddly sexual, and uh, I like that he needed two spears. I like that one spear wasn't enough, so he had to, to stand there with two spears, just clutching them, like Biden on a staircase just the whole time. It wasn't enough that the guy had one royal spear. I don't know if he shares the secondary royal spear. Do, do, do all elders always have? I don't know I don't know how the royal uh, spears work, but you got to give it to them just on the, uh, the production value of this thing. Because if you watch this thing... You're like, I think they spent a couple hundred million dollars, uh, but they spent a shit ton of money to put on a hell of a formal ceremony. Uh, and you'd watch this thing. You'd be like, man, this guy looks really important. What does he do? And you're actually watching what he does, which is they just put on formal ceremonies. That's that's the whole gimmick. And that's why dumb people love it. Like women who like weddings and shit, they just love a formal ceremony. And who does a formal ceremony then more than the fucking king of England, they got all the money, they got all the goofy outlet outfits, they got the chariots. This is every lady planning a wedding dream. Minus, I guess I didn't see the flowers and stuff. But this is this is the hierarchy of formal ceremony, and my God, do they do it big! 
So here was my favorite moment of the whole thing, and this just shows you, you know, why we don't need these elites, why we don't need these people lording above us, is because look at this. So the guy, he comes forward, he's got the big old crown, and uh, it doesn't fit. Not only does it not fit, I guess they didn't take the time to actually measure it before in, so he's got to sit there, like, turning on a light bulb that doesn't quite fit into the thing, it doesn't quite get the screws, and he's got to sit there, he's got to squeeze it, he realizes, oh my god, I'm about to get, I don't know if the king can still off somebody's head, but that's what's going to be, that's what's about to happen to me, uh, and you would think that they could have at least measured that beforehand. If you didn't want to have one bad thing happen during the production, it's that the king, the kid, the, the, the hat doesn't fit. People start having a Cinderella moment, and they go, hey, this guy's not supposed to be king. The, the fucking hat doesn't even fit. And then they got to go all the way down the thing until they find out it only fits on Meghan Merkel. And then she becomes the, the queen slash king of England because we don't, she doesn't believe in, in these gender things because she's part of the whole left woke media, blah, 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 complain until you get to the top type wing of government. Uh, now, here's what I found most interesting about this ceremony celebrating wealth that's been plundered by people who are going to lord above you and keep formal titles, but they don't actually run the government, but they're still very important. And uh, the current guy, I mean, he loves global warming. So if, you, if there's someone that's going to represent the Rock, Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and push forward on making sure that no one else can amass wealth, uh, you know, you're going to need a king. You're going to need someone who can show up, have a nice ceremony, and wear hats. Uh, but here's what I thought was most interesting about this lame-ass ceremony is that the whole thing is involving God. Well, what does God have to do with you being the king over the rest of us? If I believe in God, can't then why, why do I gotta need you as an intermediary? I never heard from God saying that there's got to be a king of England who plunders wealth from India and then remember and then remains in, in charge and just gets continued to be wealthy and have a royal family. I don't remember that one being in the Bible. Isn't it amazing that, like, in order to have their, isn't there, I don't know, there's something about that, like, everyone, without invoking God or some sort of a religious nature, then I guess what would your ceremony be? You would just, I can't you do a government thing? You can't, like, why, why do you got to appeal to God for, for authority over, over the rest of us? If, uh, if we're going the God route, then let's have the priests or otherwise. I don't remember anything about needing kings in England? Was that what Jesus was all about? I mean, I never went to Jesus school. I only went to my Jewish schools. So, you know, we never had talk about that the Lord would put kings above us who would then be able to amass wealth on the backs of other human beings and then their family could hold on to it for a whole while. I mean, if you feel like you're royalty because you've got some royal gene pool that everyone should be worshiping you and giving you resources instead of voting or whatever the fuck your system is, which is essentially that you're just a reality show. Is it by the good graces of God that you get to have your ongoing soap opera? I just thought there was something interesting that this needed to be a, a church-related God ceremony. It, it, there was something interesting to me that they had to invoke the powers of God uh, to keep this illusion going on that I guess we should be celebrating this man and continuing to think uh, that he's important, which kind of reminded me of... Uh, oh, I need my keyboard here. I need my keyboard. Fucking producer, man, putting things all over the place. It reminded me of this scene from uh, the Book of Eli, which I'll play for you guys. Oh, I probably have to change the sound settings here. Every time you come back... People, you know, I rent out the studio on the weekends, and uh, the people that come in here, they're always making changes to my setup and stuff. What? 
weapon aimed right at the, the, the hearts and minds of the weak and the desperate. He will give us control of it. If we want to rule more than one small fucking town, we have to have it. People will come from all over. They do exactly what I tell them if the words are from the Were you guys able to hear that? I never know if uh, the sound's working. Because like I said, the, the people I rent out the studio to on the weekend, they're always making adjustments, making changes here. Uh, I always thought that was interesting, the Book of Eli. By the way, not coming off as anti-God or religion. But there is something interesting about the power of people to claim that they have the power of God on their side and then Lord above us. Uh, I, as I was watching the ceremony, I didn't even watch the ceremony. I watched a couple clips that I just paid for you guys. And the fact that they needed to invoke God to pretend like they had power above us reminded me of that one. All right, moving on. What else we got here? You got Yellen. No good options if Congress doesn't raise debt ceiling. This is from Week Magazine. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said Sunday, there are simply no good options to resolve the debt limit crisis other than a vote by Congress to raise the borrowing cap. Yellen said on ABC's This Week that invoking the 14th Amendment, which says the validity of public debt shall not be questioned, would lead to a constitutional crisis. Constitutional scholars disagree on whether the provision would allow the Biden administration to keep issuing debt beyond the current cap, which the government will hit in June. It's Congress's job to do this, Yellen said. If they fail to do it, we'll have an economic and financial caster fee that will be of our own making. That's what we need. We just need everybody on board with pretending... Like we can have all the money that we want as to why government doesn't come into our lives, buy us homes, nicer cars, nicer meals. It's just because they're mean people. And it's actually the Republicans that are being mean, because if the Democrats could do it, they would just give you all the free stuff that they could. They, they, they would love to. They, it, with, there's so much more free stuff that we all could have except for these mean people and their stupid debt limit that we could always just raise and raise and raise without any problems whatsoever because that's the issue. The issue is that other people decided to be mean and put a limit in place and as long as we can raise the limit, everything's going to be perfect. Another movie scene because like I said, all I've done with my life is basically stay indoors and watch TV but the way that the Democrats talk about the debt ceiling is uh reminds me of the way walter white which i apologize if you've not watched breaking bad for some reason firstly quit your job stay home you could probably finish the thing in like four days what you should really do is take crystal meth so that you can stay up and just breeze through the whole series wouldn't take more than a couple days at best it's worthwhile i definitely wasted an entire summer watching all breaking bad because that was back in the days where I think you, I would watch it off a mega video and it would take time before you could reset and be allowed to watch more. And so I would literally spend all day pretending like I was writing a paper that was supposed to be done the semester beforehand. And that was one full college summer. In case any of you thought that I was cool, I just want to let you know, I spent a whole summer uh, in college pretending like I was writing an essay that had already been due and then just wasted time uh, in between the mega video thing reloading so that I could watch Breaking Bad. But now you have no excuse because you're an adult and you could quit your job. You could probably afford crystal meth and you could stay home for three days and watch the entire series probably just on Netflix. And then you could thank me because having left your job to do that would have been worthwhile. All right. That was an ADD pitch for uh, you quitting your job to watch ADD uh, to watch. And by the way, while you have times on your hands, you can rate, review, subscribe and let people know about the show. But 
This is the scene where skip this if you haven't seen it. I'm going to give you a moment right now. If you're watching this live, you can pause. Or if you're uh, in your car listening to this on the Spotify or the thing, skip forward so that you don't ruin the whole series. But it's enough years later. So here you go. This is finally Walt's being confronted by his brother-in-law, Hank. And here's how he reacts. Where this is coming from, Hank, but just I swear to Christ. I will put you under the jail. Just take a breath, okay? Just listen to yourself. These wild accusations, they could destroy our family. Damn And for what shit about family? Your accusations are going to destroy our family. Here he is. He's been breaking the law. He's distributing meth all over the place. He's been murdering. He's been killing. Not saying that, you know, drugs shouldn't be legal. But I'm saying within the universe, he's taken actions and done things that have repercussions. He gets busted and he goes, listen, as long as you don't actually get me in trouble, nothing has to go wrong here. No, no, no. The actions that you did are have what's ruined the family. It's not me calling you out for it. It's the same thing with the spending. The spending is the issue. We've already spent too much money. And now you got the people going, well, as long as we can continue to lie and pretend, well, then we don't have to face the repercussions of it. Yeah, but at some point you will. The bad actions already exist in reality. They have happened. There will be consequences for it. I don't think there's any economic growth that's coming that's just going to dig us out of this hole. At some point, we probably need some level of fiscal responsibility. And so you got people saying, hey, listen, this whole thing, it's a fucking corrupt scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. We're running out of money, and we could still save it. And then the people are going, hey, unless you guys get fully on board and pretending like everything's fine uh, fine right now, you're gonna, we're not going to ruin it. We're actually pointing out the fact that you're making blunders that need to be fixed. It, it, to me, it's like exactly that thing. It's like they've already done the damage. Someone's going, hey, there's damage here. You got, you got rotting walls. Well, we can continue to collect the rent. The building's going to collapse. Well, as long as you don't say anything to the tenants, we can continue to keep them here and continue having the rent. Yeah, but at some point it's going to collapse. You're going to hurt people. As long as you're going to hurt these people by letting them know that they can't no longer live in this building and that we can't continue to collect rent from them. All right, I think my point's been made. Moving forward, what else do we got here? Uh, there was the Department of Justice seeks a 25-year prison sentence for Oath Coopers. Um, and, uh, I got a little bit, I got some, I got some big thoughts here when it comes to the way that, uh, crime is prosecuted in the, uh, in the United States of America. Firstly, I think it would be interesting if the next president, uh, or someone ran on pardoning all of the January 6th individuals, maybe even just all nonviolent drug offenders. They could really let a whole bunch of people out of jail. The problem is these people don't vote because I guess they're considered felons, so, they're like the last on the list of people that you want to help. And then in terms of like large voting blocks, it's probably not that favorable because if they go out and commit any more crimes, you're not going to look very good. And like how many people are affected by having a dad in jail that you would make a major influence in terms of uh, basic voting. So it's not very favorable. Um, but here's what I would do. If I was running for president, which I'm not, I would pardon all of them. And if I ran, I'd give them jobs. Like remember that dude who was walking around with the podium? I would make that guy my podium guy. That would actually be my official podium. Every time I gave a speech, I'd want that guy walking up and putting down the podium. Uh, the shaman, he'd be my announcer guy. You know, like in the old day, we got the hear ye, hear ye. That's what I would have. I'd have the January 6th shaman out there. He's got to wear the full outfit, and he better stay in shape. I'm going to keep that guy in a diet. If he doesn't keep up the Brad Pitt abs, I don't want that guy in my crew whatsoever. 
He needs to wear the hat. I don't want to see his dumb, bald face. I want that guy doing yoga all day, dieting, looking sexy as hell, showing up to places, dressed like he just killed a bear, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll borrow one of these, because uh, the, 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 the king of England, he doesn't need two spears. So maybe we'll go, we'll confiscate one of the spears and give it to my announcer guy. And then here's another one that I would employ. Remember the dude who farted on Nancy Pelosi's desk? That's where we're opening up the stock market every day. Instead of ringing a bell, that guy's going to walk out onto Nancy Pelosi's lawn. We're going to do a public broadcasting, because that guy apparently can fart on command. That's a useful skill. You want a guy who can just fart on command sitting in jail? That is a, that is a waste of talents. I want that guy walking onto Nancy Pelosi's lawn every single morning, ringing the doorbell, blasting a huge fart, and now the stock markets are open and politicians aren't allowed to participate in it. Here would be the big talking points. Uh, you ready? If you're out there and you're running for president, I give these for you. One, we're going to pardon January 6th people. We're going to bring priests in the Ukraine and no more needless death funded by u.s taxpayers how's that no more needless death funded by u.s taxpayers we're going to end the green theft of american prosperity that favors elite corporate interests we're going to get rid of a central backed digital currency we're going to end medical tyranny and hold the covid response team accountable and last which i've already mentioned we're going to release the january 6 footage and we're going to investigate the fbi for domestic terrorism agenda along with uh, finding Epstein safe and getting all that out there into the world. Um, but I was thinking about this, and it was in part because of uh, the stink that was made about that soldier who, uh, or ex-Marine, who choked out a dude on the, uh, on the subway, but the unequal distribution of justice. The things that we seem to yell and holler about compared to the things that we seem to ignore. So here, like, for example, with the January 6th stuff and all the prosecution that's taken place, all the money that's gone into the prosecution, which I believe was like one of the most well-funded prosecu prosecution efforts, and they even found ways to fund more of it going forward. Even that, though, seems unfair, because if you're the government, and I guess you got two services going on at the same time, you would have a service that you'd want... Uh, people who are not criminals to not go to jail. That's what you would want that. You'd want freedom for non-criminals, and then you'd want criminals to go to jail. So if that's the system, you want free people not in jail, and you want criminals to go to jail. If you're putting more money into the prosecution of individuals than you are in the defense of individuals, haven't you already constructed a system that favors wrongfully accused people ending up in trouble? Like you're putting more resources into prosecution, which just think about it. Think about the way that the amount of money that is available to like public defenders versus like D agents or, uh, um, you know, the d district attorneys, your prosecutors. Like think about how slit, like that's a good job. You get a prosecutor as like a D agent or like for the FBI or like the FBI's lawyer. That's a really good job. You know, it's not a good job being a public defender. Or think about how much time, if you're like working at the FBI as like a lawyer and you're trying to put together a case, how much time, money, and resources you have to put that together compared to a person who's a public defender. And then look about how much money people have to spend defending themselves against these people. For example, there have been instances of uh, other people taking over state capitals. I guess not the capital. And, and have we heard yells, screams, and hollers? Uh, about the domestic terrorism of these people overtaking local governments? 
Or we saw in uh, in uh, Portland, uh, people you know firebombing uh, a state. Uh, 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 what's it called? Man, Stutter City today. I should be running for office. I could be. I could. I could beat Joe Biden in a stutter off um, <laughs> at a courthouse. And we know how much investigations they can do of looking at footage, looking through uh, Facebook feeds and finding individuals. There was just no political will to do it. Or this was uh, from Elon Musk. Uh, He retweeted this. And it was the interracial violent crime incidents. This, uh, I guess, goes back to 2018. Maybe things radically changed since 2020. Uh, But the media does seem to like to hyper-focus on white on black crime and ignore other crime. Like we keep hearing about uh, violent gun crimes, but then they never tell you that it's mostly gang incidents in scattered cities. But that's why all of us can't have our guns anymore. Or the the they keep trying to pretend like the racial injustices of America. Like you take what happened in Charlottesville. If no one was down there protesting, what ten Nazis would have gotten together? They would have stood at a monument. They would have had some dumb speech. But no, that's clear that uh, evidence that Donald Trump has ignited national right Nazis to join together. And they're feeling more brazen than ever. Or you get a scattered crime in New York City of a person who's been repeatedly released from jail. I think I, I should have done more homework on that one. And then you guy get a guy. He's threatening other people and he takes action. And they go, oh, this is clear that white people are just looking to wage war against other minorities. But then you look at the actual crime rates, and uh, it turns out they just don't like to report the other ones. They're really attached to a narrative. This was from Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge did a piece that put together the numbers. This is from uh, Kanoka the Great, number one, based on a study of 1,100 articles from six major newspapers between 2019 and 2021. The media is four times more likely to mention the race of white murders as compared to black murders. And then I was looking at this article from uh, MSNBC that Ripple will have spent $200 million fighting the SEC lawsuit, CEO says. Now, if they spent $200 million fighting, how much money did the SEC put into this case? And then that sounds like the SEC is going to be really pot committed because those prosecutors You think they can walk away without a win at that point when they put that much money and resources? I know nothing about the Ripple case. Maybe these Ripple people are the most, uh, well, I actually, I can tell you objectively that I guess if I want to sell you my asset and you're interested in buying the asset, yeah, I don't really understand why I need a government intermediary to go, hey, I'm going to look over this first. I mean, how are they doing? How are they doing with the other banking stocks? How is the SEC doing for every investigator in First Republic or uh, SVB Bank? How, how many people? How many securities go under every single year on the penny stock or other markets? And at the end of the day, investors are taking on their own risk. I, I don't think that the SEC has done a better job of protecting individuals than, for example, myself when I've gone on Coinbase and I've just bought in random ass things like lottery tickets. I think you know that if when you're buying random crypto, there's some risk there and you actually preferred to involve yourself in a voluntary exchange that didn't include the SEC or other ones uh, just rigging the game so that you probably didn't have a pricing opportunity or a market opportunity. Like, in fact, you were probably there specifically because of the risk of the fact that it wasn't on the stock exchange. And so pension funds or others might not be uh, pricing you out of a decent investment opportunity. I say that with zero knowledge of Ripple. 
I'm just saying, like, but the, the basis of the entire thing is that, oh, this is supposed to have been a exchange, that the government's supposed to have their hands in this one. But if they spent $200 million trying to fight it, can you imagine how much resources went in from the SEC of going after them? And why them as opposed to anybody else? All right. That's enough of uh, of this topic. We can take some comments. Uh, what do we got going on? Libertarian podcast review, the RYM town crier. I don't know what that's in reference to. Anything goes, you need a spear? I can get you a spear by the end of business today, as long as it comes with the toe. As long as it, I want a spear with the toe on top. Big Lebowski reference if you're not getting it. But hell yeah, email me. I would love a run-your-mouth spear. Something I could be bringing down to Childerberg for our ceremony to get uh, to rid the world of the demon spirits of Carl Schwab. Uh, because last year, we were successful, at least in getting Fauci to step down. I'm not sure that we got him to like apologize or anything else, but I do think we've weakened his demon spirit. And so we got a pretty good track record of weakening demon spirits. And uh, we already have a milk crew that's out there trying to find the perfect cow to make sure that we got the... Uh, the, the best possible milk for our ceremony. Come down to Childerberg, everybody. It's going to be a fun couple days down there. All right. A fix. XRP is a fake crypto. Six nodes, no mining. Owning company gets 60% of all coins minted. Wants to work with legacy banking systems, etc. I believe you. I'm sure it's trash. And, uh, you know, go buy yourself some because maybe they'll win the case and then you can pump and dump after the 200. I'm sure also if they had $200 million to... Uh, to spend fighting the SEC, eh, they probably got some shit going on behind the scenes that you probably don't really want to be investing in. All right. So, uh, listen, I'm trying to keep my jokes to a minimum on this uh, Carol case because, you know, unlike all the other media outlets that are forced, uh, you know, forced, uh, they're not into bodily autonomy. They want to force people to take unproven experimental vaccines. We're anti-rape on this show. We're the least rapey of all people in investigative medias, which is only because we're backed by Russia. You're not allowed to make that joke anymore either. All right. So anyways, you got this uh, Carol case, which is pretty nighty. I, I think that uh, in my head, or at least to my logic, stature of limitations makes sense because the further you get away from an incident, uh, like, I mean, I guess the burden of proof should be on people to prove that you're guilty, but you should be able to mount a defense and false claims do exist. I don't know what happened with Kavanaugh. Well, we got some rapist who's just sitting on the Supreme Court. We all walked away from it. And maybe strict statutory limitations actually incentivize people to come forward when we can actually doll out justice. So in this point, at the, I guess in this case, you got a defamation case, which revolves around whether or not the lady was actually raped. But Donald Trump's not going to be going to jail or getting in any real trouble for having done rape. I mean, that's a weird court case at that point. So we're just going to acknowledge... I mean, that's how corrupt of a legal system we have here, that the court system can acknowledge that someone engaged in rape, but then look the other way on dolling out justice. That doesn't seem right either. I would think if you find out that someone's done something that's that criminal and reprehensible, there's got to be some sort of actual legal accountability. Shouldn't just be a paycheck or, uh, or, or a stat that you are found guilty in court. And even if he is found guilty in court, I mean, this guy claimed he won an election that he didn't. You think he's going to go, yeah, that was a corrupt judge. So anyways, I've been doing jokes in my stand-up in regards to the Stormy Daniels case and hoping that that would move forward 
because I just thought, how funny is it going to be to see Donald Trump take the witness stand in the Stormy Daniels case? You guys want to hear that actual joke? You can come see me do some stand-up. But then I was watching Donald Trump in the deposition, and I was like, fuck, actual Donald Trump on this topic is way funnier than my joke on the topic. Let's roll the tape. Now, in your June 21 statement, which is... In your June 21 statement, which is DJT 20, you said that uh, Ms. Carroll was trying to sell a new book um, and that you said shame on those who make up false stories of assault to try to get publicity for themselves or sell a book. No. That's right. Uh, before you made that statement, did you have any knowledge, one way or the other, of the financial arrangements? Fuck, that's the wrong clip. The clip I was looking for was uh, the lady says you said that this lady, Carol, wasn't your type. And in the funniest thing Donald Trump ever did... In explaining how Carol's not his type, he goes, yeah, she's not my type, just like you're not my type, okay? I wouldn't have sex with you anywhere, you fat pig. You're not my type. You don't understand the concept of not types. You're also gross and disgusting, okay? And what you're doing is despicable here. He didn't, it wasn't quite that, but that's essentially what he said, where he goes, to explain the concept of not my type, he starts attacking the lawyer as being, hey, yeah, you wouldn't be my type either. And then this is how much fun Donald Trump is, is that this then became a case about whether or not the lady is in fact her type. (laughs) Because in closing statements, this lady got up and said, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, instead of looking at this old washed up hag, we need to look at pictures from 20 years ago when my client was in fact a hot piece of ass and actually exactly Donald Trump's type. Donald Trump had a bad moment in the deposition. They showed her a picture of the young Carol and asked who he was, and he thought it was his wife. And so then they got to go back to court and go, listen, she actually is his type, which isn't that like kind of the most, it was the most ridiculous claim to make against a, like uh, someone claims that they were raped. And then you go, that lady's ugly. I would never rape her. And then they go into court. And instead of having, I guess, better evidence of that it actually existed, they go to discount his claim that he wouldn't have found her attractive by going with older pictures of who what she looked like at that time. I mean, all like just all just seems mean to the lady. All right. And in terms of uh presidents, uh, you know, just in case you're looking at this and you're going, hey, I don't want this Donald Trump option. This Donald Trump guy is a reprehensible individual. He's out there grabbing women by the pussies, pushing them up against walls, just having their way with people. Well, just in case you were like, listen, I've had enough of that guy. Give me any other option. Uh, well, here's here's how the other guy is doing. This was from a recent interview. And you talk about fighting for the soul of America. But can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise. Random acts of gun violence. Women are under attack. Mr. President. I'll, I'll do one. Which you got to love that when uh, I guess they uh, they don't follow the script because, you know, the White House, we know that they actually write out the scripts for these reporters. And so uh, she goes off script. She asks a uh, fair question. Uh, and but that one wasn't so instantly, you know, what the people on the sidelines always do. They yell, oh, no, no, we got to go. We got to go. No questions. No questions. He's got to move. Blah, 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 blah. But then Biden, he raises his hand. 
he goes, he goes like, he makes that Darth Vader thing, like, nope, I got this. And by the way, when he raises his hand, he goes, nope, I got this. It's like right out of uh, Dumb and Dumber, when Jim Carrey goes, it's okay, I'm a limo driver. And then the guy just looks because he knows that he's going to be running off the tarmac. Well, that's what it's like with Donald Trump with these A's, when he goes, nope, I got this. And then they got to take a deep breath and just go, all right, let's see how this goes. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. Can't remember Trump's name. Can't remember. Uh, you know the guy uh, who was the last president, the evil guy who keeps ruining our soul. Yeah, that guy, we gotta, he gotta have me, because if not, we'll have him. Nope. Perfectly, yeah. perfectly fine talk- to continue being president. And you talk All right, about what else we got here before we move on. Let's take a moment. Thank one of our sponsors for today's episode. Let's go with YoDelta.com right now. Yeah, you, you, you guys, uh, they're making if you're over the age of 21 living in states where this is legal, they've made getting high more convenient than ever. Use my promo code RYM for 20 percent off. And uh, I think you could be spending about 20 bucks for disposable vape pens, which I had their old vape pens. And let me tell you, they were great. You weren't getting two stones. It was a very functional stone. You're not going to smell like weed. You can show up to any family party, and you're just not going to be annoyed to be there. It was You want to get real fucked up, you can buy the gummies. But I'm telling you, they got the new vape pens that are disposables. They're like three and a half grams for 20 bucks. Dude, that's a no-brainer. Support the show. Use promo card RYM. You get yourself 20% off. Get high all summer long. All right, you had leaked footage of uh, Matt Gates prepping Ron DeSantis for uh, debates. Firstly, I don't know how the fuck this gets out. If there's one thing you don't want to be filming, it's you, because this is literally phony land where you're preparing for the debate and you're trying to figure out how you're going to present whatever your phoniness is. You're sitting around, you're brainstorming, they're like, hey, listen, you're being too aggressive there. Comes, oh, that's not the way that you want to spin this policy. You're literally getting behind the scenes footage of how you can present your phoniness. I don't know who would film this. I don't know how you would release this. And also, can I get the full video? How do they get just clips? How do they just get clips? One thing that I found very promising about this is even though this is only from like four years ago, is that anytime you see videos of like men from earlier in the life, they always look like such fucking dorks. Like it just makes me feel good about the aging process. But then I was also like, I think I got to start dressing nicer because you look at Matt Gates here and he looks like a mom waking up from a one night stand. I look at him and I'm like, I got to stop wearing T-shirts. I got to maybe I got to step it up. Maybe I got to go full suits next year. But like those white, like the light, like the lightweight summer suits with like the little stripes, maybe even start wearing like the little uh, the little bowl hats. But here we can watch a little bit of this uh, terrible debate prep that you come too hot through the whole thing and, and there's it a deserves new... to be hot i mean no, i'm no, sorry no, you can, no 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 you can go there in in moments without having it become kavanaugh monitored. showed that when you say no no, no. look i think they're I mean, the thing is is we did such a horrible job of pushing back on all these stupid stories from the beginning that they're gonna he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna yeah. rattle off a list yes yes that you i'm also surprised they don't get better rooms for uh prepping in than what looks like uh I don't know. Looks like the hotel green rooms I'm in when I do hotel gigs. All right, I think I have one more uh, one more story, which is uh, you know constant coverage over here of the costs of uh, what they did with us with the COVID stuff. I know everyone else is moving on with their jolly old lives, just willing to forgive. 
I'm not going to do it until we finally see some justice, some unwinding of all the bad blunders, the proof of fraud, the relationship between Pfizer, the revolving door, the, the, the Wallachinskis and the Fauci shouldn't just be able to step down. We need some actual wide-scale investigations so that the public can learn the problems with centralized government and authority making decisions for all of us and uh, people like me being consistently censored for just trying to live in the future and being right, just giving people good information. And uh, so this was from the Wall Street Journal, and uh, I thought there was some interesting documentation here of some of the costs of the COVID policies, um, particularly, and you guys can go read the whole article because they actually brought some receipts of statements that Fauci had made where he was saying, hey, this is a problem for kids too. Uh, but here, I just want to read a couple paragraphs. That way you guys get a little education here. It's not just all my stupidity. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Friday reported that the deaths from unintentional injuries, largely drug overdoses, last year exceeded those from COVID. But while the vast majority of COVID deaths have been among older people, drug overdoses, even at the peak of the pandemic, were the leading cause of death among young adults. Politicians blame fentanyl pouring over the border, which no doubt has contributed, but notably, drug deaths were flat in the two years preceding the pandemic. They spiked only as government lockdowns took hold, plateauing early last year as life finally returned to normal after the Omicron surge and shutdowns. In any case, fentanyl isn't the only culprit. Between 29 and 2020, in 2021, methamphetamine overdose deaths more than doubled and cocaine deaths rose 54%. These figures don't account for the increase in drug-related deaths that aren't a result of overdoses. Politicians treat weed as harmless, but it's linked to a significant higher risk of stroke and heart attacks. Last, that last talking point feels like some Republican bullshit, but moving on. So has abuse of prescription stimulants such as Adderall to which young people increasingly turned during the pandemic. A trillion health analysis of insurance claims found Adderall prescription increased 58 percent between 2018 and 2022 among adults 22 to 44. There's now a shortage of the drug because manufacturers haven't been able to keep up with demand. The trillion analysis also found an increase in healthcare visits for anxiety disorders, 48 percent, alcohol and substance abuse, 27 percent and depression, 24 percent between the first three months of 2019 and the same period in 2022. None of this is surprising, but it goes a long way in explaining why deaths among young people uh, remain elevated even as COVID deaths have plunged. During the first eight weeks of this year, deaths among adults 25 to 44 were running 25% higher in 2019, though COVID could only account for at, much, at most 10% of these excess deaths. A Society of Actuary Research Institute's reports last November documented similar levels of excess deaths among young people. Premature deaths and drug use, no doubt, are among the reasons for the persistent worker shortage. Blah, blah, blah. You guys get it. All right. Continuing coverage of what they did to us. Guys, that's our show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it was actually a longer episode than I had expected. Uh, also, shout out sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You're going to get yourself 20% off. So, uh, you know, it's the summer months. And uh, you don't want sweaty balls uh, flopping all over the place all summer long. So support the sponsor, Sheath Underwear, most comfortable underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. Summer tour date's coming soon. Forest Mommy shouting out the V-neck shirt. Happy birthday to Forest Mommy. Just did her show. Go check that out on YouTube, um, the Sunday stream. And uh, you can support JessicaFenske.com, running for city council. What else we got going on? Bob is on it. Ruthless. 
David Wimmer, bro, I emailed you. Look into Whitney Webb. I'm familiar with Whitney Webb. Said it four times. Can we get better writers for this upcoming election season? I could agree with you on that. I'm for hire. All right, that's our episode. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Have a uh, great Monday, a successful week. Go make some money and uh, buy yourself some sheath underwear. Yo, Deltas, come out to my uh, Wednesday show at Cafe Bohemia. And uh, that's our episode. Thank you. Have a great day.